reach your destination. Welcome to Harmonic Headspace, music for your psyche. Let's do this! Hey, welcome to Sunday. Welcome to Harmonic Headspace. This is Prosty, and I am bringing you this show tonight solo. No help, no astro, no storzy, no guests stars no superheroes nada just me just me and you tonight and i think that's kind of cool um you know i was thinking about who should i call you know i i've uh, brought a bunch of buddies in who've been all been awesome and um you know tonight i was kind of like you know what i think uh i think i just want to hang out with you and I didn't want to have anybody to bounce anything off of to tell me that, uh, you know, no, that Def Leppard song is overplayed. Don't play that. Or, no, that's too 80s. Or, no, that's too heavy. Or, uh, you know, fuck all of that respectively. I'm going to play whatever the fuck I want tonight because I know you are going to like it. Um, I was going to have uh, my buddy Mike Lachance from the Takeover Friday night come in tonight. It didn't happen, but uh, the good thing about it is we uh, we discussed uh, putting together a sh- show for you guys that is all about metal. Uh, so we're going to do that in the future uh, sometime. I can't wait. Uh, if you don't know Lachance, he's on Friday night uh seven to nine at the takeover he's a maniac um he's awesome to listen to he's probably the most energetic um i, I don't call say dj but show host that i've ever heard uh he's hilarious and his shows are awesome so um when i knew Storzy and astro weren't going to be here i was like ah you should come in and we'll do a show together so we're going to do that sometime um but tonight uh, it's just me and you, buddy, and I'm psyched. So if you want to call me, you can call me at the A Brews listener line at 617-829-9283. Uh, you can text me at 617-764-9283. And I'm going to do kind of some weird stuff tonight. I'm going to just like a whole bunch of stuff that I usually don't do. Uh, like, for example... Right now, I'm just going to throw on some music in the background and uh, and let it play. And uh, there we go. I had to plug in my headphones because I couldn't hear myself. So um, I guess I'm just going to play a bunch of music that I love and tell you uh, what's cool about it, what's different about it. So um, I wanted to start off with this one, Speak to Me, Breathe, because it's how Dark Side of the Moon starts off, which is obviously one of the greatest albums of all time uh pink floyd it's uh there we we've discussed so many things about this particular album is it the album before the album i don't know is it the album i don't know they've done so much great stuff but the way this song comes in and just takes over your senses i hope you're listening to headphones right now um it's just freaking amazing check it out
haven't put in your gummy yet, now's the time to pop it in. Wash it down with some nice Pinot Noir. Sit back and take a breath. Cuts off pretty uh, harshly because it just runs into the next song on the album, and uh, so and it's it's uh, it, this album is a journey. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to discuss the gummy thing really quick. <clears throat> so it's it's like a thing that I talk about with with my wife and I and uh, with friends and you know how now cannabis is legal in Massachusetts and in most states, right? So it's just like drinking. And so to the law, now in the law, it's, it is, it's the same thing, right? But it feels like society is still um, kind of pushing that to the side and not wanting to talk about it. And, and I get that kind of from my wife a little bit too. And I get it because that's how we've grown up. But I feel like now's the time to be like, you know what? we've the law has said it's it's the same thing and if you know the science about it you know it's not as bad as drinking uh it's not as bad as alcohol right i mean no one's ever od'd on cbd or thc and i don't think anyone has gone really angry the way that you know alcohol can make you become so i mean just weighing out everything and I still feel like people are are shunning it and moving it to the to the bad side, and I don't get it. Uh, well, actually, I'm sorry, I do get it because that's how we've grown up. But when is the right time to start being like, uh, it's it's not as bad as alcohol. So why don't we why don't we start moving that to the forefront and moving alcohol back because that is more of a killer. It's it's harder on your body. It's it's just worse in every way. So I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up, and uh, I wanted to jump into this next one. So tonight it's me. It's solo. It's me and you just talking. 
Uh, I would love for you to call in and tell me why I'm an idiot, uh, why my idea about uh, treating cannabis differently than alcohol or differently than we do it now is a dumb idea or agree with me. Um, Give me a call. We'd love to hear from you. 617-829-9283. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep playing this stuff for different reasons. So tonight I'm solo and I wanted to play a couple songs with some amazing solos. So why don't we start with the solo that puts solos on the map?
Jesus.
All right, a little SRV for you. Couldn't stand the weather. Uh, before that, we heard Eruption, and you really got me from Van Halen. So I want to start this out. Uh, tonight is me solo, and I wanted to play uh, some songs tonight that are just uh, because of their solo. Uh, just uh, I like to play on words tonight. So, um, you know, Eruption by Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen, I like to think that it's the solo of solos. It's kind of what put the, the solo song on the map. There aren't really many other songs that are like 100% about solo. Um, but that one was just groundbreaking. And that, that busted Eddie Van Halen into like stardom and uh, like he will never die. You know what I mean? I mean, just an incredible song. And it went into You Really Got Me because do you really ever want to hear Eruption and not have it go right into You Really Got Me? If you do, you are a weirdo. Uh, the, the funny thing is, is you really got me is a cover. So they go from like the greatest solo ever from this new God of guitar and they go right into another song. It's a Gozinta, which we've had a show about. It goes into, you really got me. You never hear them separately. Um, and it's a cover. Like, I, I just don't understand why they would think that, why they would do that. But I'm thinking more about it. That you really got me is so not the kinks. I mean, uh, I, I now respect the kinks. I, don't, I never really liked the kinks. Uh, Astro has given me kind of a new uh, outlook on them. And uh, I've heard a lot more by the kinks now. And I kind of respect them a little bit more. But the song you really got me. I mean, Van Halen blows it out of the water. I mean, they, they do different kind of changes in it. Uh, the solo by Eddie is crazy. Um, I mean, just the you really got me by Van Halen is completely different than the Kinks. So maybe that makes sense. Maybe at that time when they were a young band, they didn't have a lot of other new stuff, uh, not not a, uh, a lot of new original stuff. And maybe you really got me was one that they were just like, oh, when we play this, it friggin' kicks ass in the, in the club. Maybe I don't know, but um, it works. Uh, even though it's a cover, even though if, when you when you kind of. Uh, uh, look at the facts and everything. It doesn't fucking matter. Eruption into You Really Got Me is an incredible, like, earth-shattering uh, moment in music. Then we went into uh, Steve Ray Vaughan, Double Trouble, Couldn't Stand the Weather. So the only reason I played that was because uh, during this time of my life, this was like the 80s, um, the late 70s, 80s, um, you know, when you think about the greatest guitar players of that time, you know, I would say... Eddie and Stevie Ray are probably two of the best. And we did have an untimely death show a couple weeks ago. We did play Steve Ray Vaughan, uh, but we did not play Couldn't Stand the Weather. And Couldn't Stand the Weather is my favorite Stevie Ray Vaughan song. It reminds me of my buddy Pete. We used to lift and listen to a specific uh, mix tape. And uh, the next, uh, so Couldn't Stand the Weather, uh, what we just heard was on that mixtape and the next two songs we're going to hear right now were also on that mixtape the first one i'm going to play is also a song that um, we actually we played this a few weeks ago as well and we did talk about the solo but i'm going to talk about it again uh the solo in this next song is one that uh put these guys on the map and some people will say 
Living Color is a one-hit wonder almost. They didn't, you know, they didn't have longevity like they could have. But the solo in Cult of Personality is mind-blowing. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand.
Uh, another 80s fade out song, Dr. Feel Good. The only thing about that song that isn't amazing uh, is that it fades out. And I always call these songs out when they do. Uh, Dr. Feel Good. <laughs> what, a, what a feel good song that is. I, like I said, uh, the last three songs we played, C. Ray Vaughan, uh, Couldn't Stand the Weather, Cult of Personality, Dr. Feel Good. Those are all on uh, Mind and Pete's mixtape. That we would listen to at the gym or uh, in my basement when we were lifting, doing Bullflex back in the day. And uh, I actually remember going to the gym in Pete's car, listening to Dr. Feelgood, and then he would rewind it. <laughs> and then it was the first song on the on the on the uh, tape. So he would rewind it, and then we would play it again. We would play it three times in a row. And we wouldn't get sick of it. We would be singing it like it was the first time we ever, well, not really, because then we wouldn't know the words, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, uh, what a great song. What a what a powerful, uh, energetic song. And Motley Crue is that. Uh, and I am uh, I'm hoping that they're playing this year. We have tickets to see uh, Def Leppard, says Motley Crue. Um, and Poison and Joan Jett and the Blackhearts uh, this August, which is pretty cool. Um, I've seen Def, Def Leppard a bunch of times, and they're amazing live. They just sound perfect, and they don't always just do stuff exactly to the CD. Sometimes they go a little bit nutty with uh, some breaks and some solos and stuff, but either way, the sound quality of a Def Leppard concert is amazing. It's great. Um, so I'm excited. And actually this August, I have two weeks in a row where, um, I think the first weekend, uh, is this Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Poison, and, uh, Joan Jett and the Black Arts. And then the next week after that, uh, Brenda and I are going to Madison Square Garden to see Rage Against the Machine. That is going to be amazing too. Um, I can't wait. I haven't seen Tom Morello since he opened... Uh, no, actually, no, I saw, uh, so I saw, last time I saw Tom Morello was with Audio Slave, um, and I saw the first show they ever played, uh, which was at Atlas in Boston, believe it or not, uh, and I saw him a few times after that, but, uh, I'm a huge Tom Morello fan, and it's gonna be great to see Zach, I hope that he brings back that power and the attitude and the grit that he usually has, so I'm excited to see, um, that those bands this summer it's going to be a good time so uh let's stay with the 80s uh or actually i'm sorry uh guns and roses did come out i believe in 90 uh i have to look at that but uh i wanted to stay in john zips's attic
Yeah, GNFNR. I love that song. That's my favorite Guns N' Roses song. And when I was in, God, eighth grade, ninth grade, my buddy lived right around the corner from my girlfriend. And I used to ride my bike downtown and hang out with the both of them. Like, we'd go walk and sit on her front steps and, and watch the cars go by and hang out. And then I'd go back to Zips's house and we'd go up into his attic because his attic was his... Like he had it all set up where it was away. His bedroom was downstairs next to his family. We don't didn't want to be close. We want to be able to listen to music loud. So we would go up to the attic and he introduced me to some awesome music. Uh, this is when Guns N' Roses had just come out. So we basically uh, discovered Guns N' Roses at the same time. But then he brought me back and introduced bands like Iron Maiden and um, early Motley Crue and uh, early um, Pink Floyd. So uh, I owe him a lot of uh, thanks for kind of opening my mind to new things that were not commercial. He's, I think he's the dude who got me away from being commercial and just following what's on the radio to deep diving, to going in and figuring out um, what is this band? Why, why do they have a following? What's metal? What, why is it good? You know, he would ask those questions. And, uh, you know, we used to li- we used to spend so much time in his attic just going through different um, albums. And, and we were album people. We would listen to the whole album. We would chat and talk and throw shit out his attic window at his little brother and hide. And uh, wow. Great, great times, buddy. Uh so another thing I just realized is uh, doing the solo show, you know, the first couple solo shows I did, um, I did what I did. And meaning, uh, you know, I, I set up a show and I wanted to get through it and I had it planned out. And uh, I was kind of nervous to be on my own because I didn't have anybody to bounce anything off of. But that tonight is gone because I realized that I'm talking to you and you and I have had this conversation or some of these conversations about these bands probably a dozen times, a hundred times, whatever, because most of my friends are huge music fans too. And we love to talk about music and you love to talk about music. That's why you're here. That's why you're listening. And I know you and you know me and I'm, I, this is great. I'm psyched. I feel like I'm hanging out with you tonight. So I'm going to play the music that we love and I'll tell some stories about it. And uh, you may be in one of the stories. And uh, I hope you are. So uh, this next one I'm going to play is Def Leppard Gods of War. So Gods of War, um, I think it's the last song on Hysteria. Um, it's near the end of Hysteria. I know that. Um, and it's one of my favorite Def Leppard songs. And it's not a single. It's never kind of released. Uh, not a lot of people know it unless they're unless they owned Hysteria and their album people. So that kind of weeds out a lot of people. So if you are not one of those people who had Hysteria and listened to the whole thing through when you listen to it, this song, uh, Gods of War, is really cool. Uh, it's, it's Def Leppard sound, um, but they, they just do some different stuff and they take you on a little journey. It's kind of like a, a Pink Floydish Def Leppard song. So uh, check it out. Let me know what you think.
He counted on America to be passive. He counted wrong. Yeah, Ronald, we just bombed the shit out of somebody because we are not passive. Craziness right there from Def Leppard. I love that song. Uh, that's one of my favorite Def Leppard songs. And it's a little bit different. You know, they have all these sound effects in it and uh, it's good stuff. So welcome back. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, glad you're with me. Uh, you make the show awesome. Uh, you know, we get feedback uh, from you, Faraday, always. Uh, you make our show better every week because of uh, your input, and uh, we appreciate you, brother. Um, so, yeah, let's do, uh, let's talk a little bit about Guns N' Roses and Def Leppard. So, uh, Guns N' Roses changed the face of rock and roll. Um, it was just before grunge happened, and uh, it was kind of like the last big rock and roll explosion, um, you know, before grunge hit. And, uh, you know, I, I miss them. Uh, they did put on some shows the last couple of years, and I heard they were fantastic. Uh, Pastors is a huge fan and uh, never misses them when they come around. Uh, I think I missed them once because I had to go to Germany or something weird like that. But, uh, yeah, Pastors is uh, one of my music buddies, and uh, we go to a lot of shows together. He's coming to the Def Leppard show, and, uh, you know, hopefully we have many more, brother. Um, And then, uh, obviously, Def Leppard. Love that song. I'll stop talking about it, though, because I already did. Pearl Jam is coming up next. So uh, I, I think... I think I told the kind of the story about how Pearl Jam like put their first foot forward at a time in my life where like everything was changing and it was just such a like alignment of the planets when Pearl Jam came out with 10 and grunge hit. I mean, it's a new genre of music, right? A, a new genre of music is not something to be taken lightly, right? I mean, they they don't happen often, you know, rock and roll, hip hop, rap, grunge, R&B, jazz, blues. You know, there's they're pretty specific sounding, right? Uh I, you know, grunge is, you know, gets its roots from blues and rock and, you know, alternative, which I don't even know really what that is. Uh but you know grunge when you hear it, you know, it's like uh it's rock with a um, more, a little bit more emotion. So, uh, when 1991 is when grunge exploded with sales, uh, <laughs> Soundgarden, uh, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, uh, kind of the big three, Alice in Chains. So that was like the month I left home from graduating high school and went to college and just was able to kind of reinvent who I wanted to be. That's kind of what you do at college, right? You take all the good shit with you, you pretend the bad shit didn't happen, and you can reinvent yourself. And uh, so college was awesome for me because I could do that. I was just learning how to play guitar, and I met my buddy Fowler, who later on we uh, formed a band and uh, played some uh, some great shows in Boston. Um, and, it, you know, at that when I, when college hit, grunge hit too and what a perfect timing right it's the time when you can kind of we just get old enough to um a have to be responsible for everything for yourself but be able to you know you learn from your mistakes and you take you take what um what you can 
Um, you, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I think Pearl Jam was such a, uh, a driving force for me for who I am now because of when they hit in my life. And uh, so I'm going to play Porch right now. Porch is a song that uh, my band Common Senseless used to cover, and it was my favorite song to play with them. Uh, and we would a lot of times encore with Porch. Porch isn't a uh, a popular Pearl Jam song. It's a I mean it's on ten, so most people know it, but it wasn't a single. And uh, so at the time, back in the early '90s, when we were playing it, um, you know. People, Pearl Jam wasn't who they are today. They had, they just came out with a new album. They were a new band, and you know, either if you had the album and you were an album per, album person, you would know Porch. But otherwise, you knew Even Flow, Alive, Jeremy, Black. You know the the popular songs they came out with. Nobody knew Porch, so we would jam it, and people would be like, "Oh my God, I love that song, Porch! I can't believe you could write something that awesome." And you're like, "Yeah, thanks, man." <laughs> Uh, so yeah, porch is, uh, and the great thing about porch is, um, it brought out the emotion in Dave that no other song would bring out. And I remember seeing veins in his neck and his face turning red, just singing the yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end, like it was so incredibly meaningful. So one of my favorite things to do is play porch with Dave and watch him go nuts at the end. What the fuck is this world? Running to you, didn't leave a message at least I could have learned your voice one last time. Daily minds feel this could be my time by you. Would you hit me? Would you hit me?
Yeah, Porch by Pearl Jam. If you've never heard Dave Fowler do that song with the band Common Senseless, you have not lived. It is amazing to watch Dave sing that song when he's all fired up. I love that song, Porch uh, by Pearl Jam, uh, off 10, one of, one of uh, questionably the greatest albums of all time. So uh, I wanted to stop it here and because this next song I want to play because of the lyrics. And uh, this is a song that reminds me of Travis. And uh, I remember walking with my buddy Keith Ramsdell uh, listening to the song. And he was like, um, do you know the lyrics to that song? It was like one of the first songs I heard. Uh, it was like one of the first times I heard it. Uh, I'm like, ah, I, not really. I, I don't really know it that well yet. It's, you know, brand new. And he's like, read the lyrics to that song. It's Travis. And um, it, it kind of, it's, it, I can't put words to it. Um, so I'm going to read the words. And then I'll play it with, so you can think of those words when you listen to it instead of the other way around and being like, oh, I didn't hear that. So uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to read the part uh, that Shannon Hoon sings uh, and wrote. Shannon, as you know, uh, died when he was 27. The band uh, broke up uh, and he was, you know, essentially Blind Melon. So here we go. And when you feel like your life ain't worth living, you got to stand up and take a look around. You look up way to the sky. And when your deepest thoughts are broken, keep on dreaming, boy, because when you stop dreaming, it's time to die. And when we all play our parts tomorrow, Lord knows some ways we work and other ways we play. But I know we can't all stay here forever. So I want to write my words on the face of today. And then... They'll paint it.
I had to change. He says, Oh, and as I fade away, they'll all look at me and say, and they'll say, Hey, look at him. I'll never live that way, but that's okay. They're just afraid of change. Fucking right. I love that song. I love the lyrics, what they stand for, and I love Shannon Hoon. He was so deep. He was so positive, yet hurt. Um, Just love it. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, good to be back with you, buddy. Awesome. I know you're here. You told me, like, a couple weeks ago, I've been listening to the shows. Sometimes I miss them. Sometimes I hear them. Sometimes I go back. So, um, but I know you're here tonight. I know you're sitting in that seat. I can see you through the glass. Very nice. Uh, So, Pearl Jam Porch, Blind Melon Chains, we are in the grunge era. Uh, this next break right here, we start to get into some heavier stuff. I wouldn't, I don't know what I would call tool. Are they grunge? Are they metal? Are they rock? They, they kind of transcend everything. And tool is one of the most inspirational, uh, in the influential bands for my music writing because of the way they, um, they create they're so um creative uh they just they they do things differently and i didn't know it when they first came out i thought they were just heavy metal i thought it was close to uh uh, what's the first one they came out with like prison sex and sober um that was okay but when this came out when onima came out it changed shit Uh, This song is called Eulogy. This song reminds me of my buddy Larry uh, because the lyrics are perfect. Um, He passed away, I think when he was 21, maybe, uh, in my driveway. That was a sad story. Um, I probably told it before. Um, But... It was a life-changing event, and I uh, love you, Larry. R.I.P. This song, Eulogy, reminds me of him because he had a lot to say. He had a lot to fucking say. Uh, and uh, the, what uh, Maynard talks about in this song about this guy or person who passed away with this uh, big heart and a big mouth, <laughs> uh, but a big heart, uh, it just, it's, it's crazy all the things that are similar. So check out Eulogy.
Yeah, that's Tool, Eulogy, one of my favorite, favorite songs of all time. One of my, actually the, my favorite Tool song of all time. What I love about Tool, uh, well, I've told you about 6,000 things already, but something that I haven't told you that I love about Tool is Maynard. His lyrics are um, so personal and truthful, and he doesn't, paint a, a, a picture it's just uh raw and truthful and i love that and i, I it seems so when i read this i i feel like it it's there's a um similarity so um i told you about my friend who who passed away who died um and i don't know if i told the story i think i did but uh it's when i i write about it too and and Maynard is writing about it here. And, you know, some some songs and some artists write about, you know, tragedy and this kind of thing that we've gone through. Um, and they're looking for, like, sympathy. And they want... It seems like they want people to feel bad for them for going through this. And, um, you know, but for for me, that's not the case. And it appears that way by what Maynard says here, that that's not the case either. Um, I don't look for sorrow. I'm fucking pissed. And I want to write about that. I want it. I want my anger to come out. And I want you to feel angry too. Uh, that's the emotion I'm trying to get with my song because that's what I feel, right? It's not, it's got nothing to do with 
um, you know, wanted sympathy. And I feel like Maynard brings it out with this sentence here. He says, you've claimed all this time that you would die for me. Why then are you so surprised when you hear your own eulogy? He's like, he's turning it around and being like, you fucking asshole. You know, I'm angry at you for doing this. So, or for, you know, the, I, I just think it's different for the way that some artists do it. And I feel like grunge is that way. I feel like when you listen to Alice in Chains, uh, when, when Lane Staley is writing about the horrors of his addiction, it's, it's, he's not looking for sympathy. He's like, he's angry that he can't get out of it and he's trying to get out of it. And it's, and the anger comes out in the Alice in Chains. They're not sad songs. And I love that about grunge and I love that about music. I love that you can tr you can go through shit and have the emotion and and try to drive that emotion that you're feeling into the music and you can see it and you can feel it. And um, yeah, I, I love that about Tool and I love that about the song. So uh, let's jump into some Chevelle. I don't know many people who love Chevelle the way I do besides my sister. My sister and I, I think my sister and I probably have the closest music love. Like everybody she loves and hates are everybody I love and I hate. And Chevelle, I think, is the one that we both love. Uh, and I don't know many other people. They're just not mainstream enough. They don't have, uh, they don't have hooks in their songs or anything. But um, it's all about the emotion, and that's what drives me for music. And I know that's what drives my sister too. So listen, let's listen to the red.
Yeah, Chevelle. Uh, all right, I'm going to stop going one song and talking, one stop and talking. I'm going to do a couple of twos as well. I think this works kind of cool, though, because otherwise you talk a long time and then you play three songs and I sit here and just listen. And uh, it, it's, it's kind of easier to do like less songs and less talking and just go uh, back to back. But let me know what you think. Uh, you know, give me a call, give me a text. Uh, you like listening to more talk and more songs or less and less. I like the less and less thing. It's kind of cool. So uh, let's talk quickly about Chevelle, and then I'll jump into some more music. So Chevelle, like I said, is um, they don't get uh, a lot of commercial success, although their last album that they released um, hit the top 10 on Billboard for, I think, the rock chart, which is incredible. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, not the rock chart. I don't think there is a rock chart on the albums chart. So, um, which is incredible because you don't see much rock making the albums chart, like best albums chart. Um, And this album that they just put out, I I don't think is their best album. I think it's probably not even their second or third best album. It's a lot heavier than usual. It's taken a little bit of time to get used to it, but their sound, like I usually tell you, when I, I, I like bands because I like listening to the band play because I love their sound. So some of the albums might not be as great as other albums, but it's their sound and it's, it's cool to hear. So their new one is, is pretty good and you should definitely check it out. But um, uh, their uh, first couple albums, which uh, I think the red was on their second album, uh, is, uh, is a great album. It's called Wonder, Wonder What's Next. So... Um, the feeling that I get from Chevelle is there's like two, they're so emotional and powerful and, and positive. It's like a bear hug of music. It's like when you just won the championship of softball or soccer or something, then you're like hugging like, and so positive that it, that's, that's to me kind of like what, what Chevelle is. It's, it's a, a, just a power, powerful overload of positive energy. So, yeah, I love Chevelle. Let's jump into some Red Hot Chili Peppers and do a double block. I'm going to start with Power of Equality because it kicks off the greatest Chili Peppers album, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, which has been my favorite album since it came out in 1991. I love listening to that whole thing all the way through, and it's amazing. And then I'm going to play Brandon's Death Song, which is a song off uh, an album called I'm With You, which was like, I think, three albums back. It had pretty much no hits. Uh, but it's kind of like a transformational Chili Pepper song because it's it's uh, kind of uh, acoustic-y, yet I believe Anthony Kiedis does his best singing in all of the songs of Chili Peppers. This is probably his best singing song, and nobody knows it.
agree Brendan's death song is possibly Anthony Kiedis's best vocal song uh, whether you do or don't it's a great song in my book it's a great song and uh, I just put it on the headphones close my eyes shake my head yelling at the top of my lungs in here with you is fucking awesome uh, I'm glad you're here with me you know I love you you know, I hope we can hang soon and the whole COVID thing breaking, uh, the mask things going away, uh, people starting to get healthy and confident. Summer's coming. It's spring right now. Everything's blooming. Everything's uh, the rebirth. Uh, the rebirth is happening all around. You look outside, you can feel it. And I hope this spring or summer you or me can do something to put us together because you know I love hanging with you. Tonight, I just did a Red Hot Chili Peppers double take because you know the Red Hot Chili Peppers are uh, just a generational thing for us, really. I mean, uh, they, they broke in 1991 with Blood Sugar Sex Magic, but just before that they came out with mother's milk which had like their initial hits on it right like fire and uh um you know i can't think because i'm drinking what's this thing what's this stuff called pulpy dreams pulpy dreams black cherry imperial hard cider is making me forget my red hot chili peppers Either way, you know what I'm talking about. Red Hot Chili Peppers were such a huge thing for us in our generation, and I've always loved them. Uh, Power of Equality, Brennan's Death Song, great shit. So, my next break, my next music bunch, I'm going to play two songs. I'm going to play a Nine Inch Nails song. Uh, Nine Inch Nails are also a huge influence to me. They are uh, considered an industrial alternative. Um, you know, they, they don't, uh, just the way they sound is not, is more almost on the techno side, even though they do have live drums and everything. But um, they're, they just, um, the anger, I feed off that anger. I'm not an angry person at all, but I love angry music and I don't know why. I feel like, the listening to angry music sucks the anger out of my body and it feels good. It's crazy. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, that's what she said.
Yeah, there's some Nine Inch Nails for you. Big fan of Nine Inch Nails. Uh, I was going to play you the uh, Scapegoat song, which is uh, it's the it's the song that you hear every time we come in and, and uh, uh, at the beginning of the show, just before we say, hey, welcome to blah, 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 blah. Uh, but I don't have Scapegoat. I was going to play that whole song here, but all I have is the instrumental here. Uh, which kind of sucks. I wanted to play it for you guys. Uh, I'll play it another time, but that that song that you hear um, at the beginning, uh, let me find it. Uh, I'll drag it in here and, and, and play it for you as I'm playing. Uh, I'm, I'm going to bring it in next week and play it for you guys so you can hear the whole thing. It's actually got singing by a dude uh, named Andrew Lanehorst from uh, Niagara Falls. He's a, a young producer and um he's uh pretty freaking awesome uh but i'm gonna play it right now for you if i can bring it in yeah i'm like playing with this weird stuff here we go you've reached your destination welcome to harmonic headspace music for your psyche let's do this Yes, welcome to Harmonic Headspace. This is Proust. Uh, yeah, I, know, I already said that, didn't I? All right, we're going to go right into Smashing Pumpkins Drown. I'm going to play a couple awesome songs from the 90s that also were mind-blowing.
Something's gonna turn out right Here we go. Allison Chains got me wrong. What's great about that song? I'll tell you. It's Jerry Cantrell. Jerry Cantrell singing lead, and that's probably his most prominent lead singing song in the Allison Chains of the Lane Staley era. Um, and I mean, everybody knows Lane Staley. His angry voice, his uh, unmistakable voice, is like the heart of Allison Chains, and he's doing. Uh, always doing harmonies and, and even in that song he was doing the harmony too um, and I love Lane Staley I love his voice um, I don't love that he died early um, but who I also love is Jerry Cantrell because he was a songwriter of Alice in Chains and he was the other voice I mean Lane was awesome by himself but Alice in Chains had a specific harmony that they did all the time. This special two notes that they, it seemed like it was like no one else could figure it out. Um, and it's it, just the way that their two voices mixed together. That is really what Alice in Chains is. And I really love Al, uh, uh, Jerry Cantrell's voice by himself. I love uh, his solo albums, um, Boggy Depot. Um, I can't remember the other one, but he's got some uh, great solo stuff. Uh, My song is a great song. So huge, uh, huge Allison Chains fan. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Drown. Uh, I, I play that a lot. Uh, I play that and Rhinoceros a lot. Um, Drown is um, like the icing to the cake that is my weekend. I love Drown it, and just hearing it brings me into out of away you know what i mean uh that whole end of the song with the um the harmonics and stuff uh it's just it's there it's where i want to be love it so uh once again i'm so glad you're here love hanging out with you uh and i hope that uh you enjoy the show I hope you enjoy Harmonic Headspace, which, you know what Harmonic Headspace is? Yeah, it's the icing to the cake that is your weekend. That's that's like the marketing line, right? It's like the end of the week where you can kind of like cop, cap off the a nice weekend with listening to some music, right? All right, marketing-y, that's cool. But you know what it really is? It's like the name of our time. Isn't that cool? Like when we get to hang together, we get to talk and unwind and listen to music and talk about music. Like, we can name it. <laughs> and so we named it. It's called Harmonic Headspace. Uh, yeah, so it's pretty cool. So I want to play one more song, and then we'll take it outside to Talking Heads. But I want to play uh, Alkaline Trio Radio because that's another band who I don't feel like they had a lot of commercial success, and um, they're like the underdogs. Uh, they're one of the bands that I have brought with me for the ages when I first heard them, I love them. I, whenever I ask anybody, Hey, do you, you know, alkaline trio and not, not everybody knows who they are. Um, and that's cool, but it's, it's too bad because they're awesome and they have so they're, they're very unique. Uh, so I'll shut up and play it.
Alkaline Trio, I've got a big fat fucking bone to pick with you, my darling. In case you haven't heard, I'm sick and tired of trying. I wish you would take my radio to bathe with you, plugged in and ready to fall. Yeah, Alkaline Trio, I fucking love you. I love your style. Oh man, good stuff. 
Alkaline Trio. And I'm happy that you're back with me. I love hanging out with you. You know this. You know I love listening to music with you, talking about it. It's just fun. It's me. I love it. Thanks for being here. And thanks for listening to Harmonic Headspace tonight. Uh, Great night, solo show. It's great to be with you. I will see you next week, most likely with Astro and Storzy. Bring some more voices back. We'll have a good time. And uh, peace out. Have a great week. And I will see you next week. Love you. Ask yourself.